Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Nate. And I'm Mike. What are we smoking tonight, Mike? It uh, looks interesting. Yes. So we have completed our CAO flavors tour. And now we are going to have one more flavored cigar for you. This is the Cult Blood Red Moon Cigar. Uh, the Cult Blood Red Moon Tobacco, Pipe Tobacco, is excellent. Uh, so if you see that on a shelf, buy it. But, and what uh, flavor is that? Cherry. It is cherry. And that so. was the last uh, CAO flavor we smoked was cherry, so we're doing a cherry to a cherry. Yes, we are. We are. We're going from one to the next. Uh, so uh, cigar. Just, oh, oh, yeah. Go ahead there, Nate. I was going to say, uh, uh, initially, this is a cigar that uh, would give me pause if I were alone because it's got uh, kind of two tapered ends. Uh, one's a little yes. pointier and one you can actually see some of the tobacco through and uh, is a little kind of fatter in diameter. Yes. And I believe that you should snip the pointy end, smoke it from that end, and light it on the end that, that is not pointed. Just like you would a, t- a standard torpedo. Okay. So that is, that that is, is my what we shall assessment. Do. And I'm also going to use a flat cutter today, weirdly enough. Well, it would be uh, fairly difficult to do your cross-cut V-cut. Yes, the, the, the torpedo point is extremely exaggerated. So, uh, yes. All right, well, I'm snipped, and uh, here we go. Woo! I don't know if it's uh, just because of the small diameter, but holy smokes, that first one was uh, was a bit. It's a strong yeah. It's a strong. I do get some uh, cherry out of it, though. So, and we're going to see if my pairings are any good. The first pairing is going to be bad, I'm certain. But <laughs> after that, I think my see. pairing will be bad as well because I've got like a fruit punch um, uh, vodka, uh, vodka carbonated water thing here. So, <laughs> my first uh, drink is the rest of a can of Guinness that I had opened two days ago when I was working in my shop in the basement. Okay. <laughs> and my second one is a Stella. So I'm sure that that'll be fine. But the Guinness yeah. is at least two days old, opened in the yeah. fridge, <laughs> in my um, basement fridge. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, I'm not getting any cherry off of this one initially, I don't think. Uh, maybe I will as we kind of... Um, Work our way down, though. Ooh, that's a very strong taste. Yeah, it's not a, a cherry, though. No, like that's a very strong <laughs> like, tobacco taste. The tobacco is is overpowering almost anything else I can even um, uh, taste or smell <laughs> right now. Right. Um, yeah, it's a very strong. T- and the Colt Blood Red Moon uh, pipe tobacco is one of my favorites. Uh, okay, it's it's great. Not that this is a pipe tobacco podcast. But not yet. Not we could yet. do a special episode. Um, <laughs> bonus episode. Yes. Guys, I think I have all the CEO flavors in uh, pipe tobacco as well. You know, I'm not doing that that Bella Vanilla again, though. Like, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> not even as a pipe tobacco. I don't know. You'd, you, maybe. 
Don't be so Maybe. prejudiced. You know, you gotta live and let live, or whatever. The yeah, or if you're Paul McCartney, you just live and let die. So mm-hmm. it's always that. Uh, I'm gonna kind of let that one sit. I think um, just for a second here. <laughs> the, the the start is extremely harsh. I will not yeah. tell a lie. We are not even past to the point. We're no, still we're not even to the. Yeah, we're still. Yeah, we're still tapering <laughs> up, and then it it gets to the um, its girthiest part, and then it tapers all the way down. So uh, I'm gonna let that sit just for a little bit, and then um, then we'll try try again. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, when when uh, you said it was cherry flavored, I thought, oh, it'll be kind of like that CAO, but it's not. Um, no. At least not not right now. So. We'll uh, we'll see as it goes along here. Well, I uh, I have to admit to the listeners, uh, I've had these cigars for a couple months, and I actually gave one of these to my uh, wife's uncle on Christmas because we were smoking cigars out in the out in the garage at his place, and he disliked it strongly. <laughs> <laughs> he strongly disliked it. <laughs> yep. So Mike waits until we've already we're already lit and uh, committed to doing this cigar before he tells me that. Um, yes. That news. Well, I do it beforehand, and I'm still sucking in. That is. <laughs> well, did he this make it all the way through? Vanilla, or? vanilla. Huh? Did he make it all the way through, or uh, no? Yeah, he did. He did. I mean, this is just—it's really harsh. Um, oh. Intent. It's incredible how bad it is, especially yeah. from a reputable brand. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, this, this I mean, like, this hope, hopefully, like, hopefully, once we get to that girth part, um, I don't know what you call it the ridge, um, the hump, the hump, we'll call it the hump, oh, the, uh, the obelisk, uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah, the hump. Uh, hopefully, once we get there, it really starts to, um, come down. I'm thinking because of the kind of like how narrow it is, um, right now where it's burning, that hopefully that's what's causing it and maybe once we get past that it'll hopefully mellow out hopefully we can get some cherry flavor um, maybe maybe we'll maybe. see i don't really have high hopes because i would have expected to have tasted some of the cherry by now well yeah usually it's a at least a hint you know the cherry flavoring is on both of the tips you know so to speak so you yeah. taste the cherry with your mouth and then you uh from the wrapper and then you taste it, you know, and then kind of yeah. the middle of the cigar, the flavor starts to go away. Well, I think my really strong fruit punch, um, flavored drink here is, uh, is actually a very good combo to this one <laughs> at this point. Cause it's, uh, <laughs> my Guinness a lot. was great. The first, uh, I only had it, you know, like a, a gulp in it, but it was wonderful. Yeah. All that nasty shit out of my mouth. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We're going to try and give this one a fair shake. Uh, hopefully we're not going to uh, cancel another cigar um, before we get to the end of it, but anything can happen. Which one did we do that? Was it the Bella Vanilla? Yeah, that was the Bella, Bella Vanilla. <laughs> we just put it out and uh, <laughs> call, and wrapped the episode. We're like, we're done. <laughs> this is way worse than the Bella Vanilla. I am. I, there's no part of this that is enjoyable to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Um, so I just took another puff and I don't know if that's like stale tasting, if it's just the, 
you know, I don't know if they went around like the tobacco plantation and picked up like the sun dried stuff that had fallen off and then decided to put it in here and slap a cherry on it or, um, yes. And before anybody says, Oh, it's a bad humidor. I'm smoking one that was from my humidor and Nate is smoking one that was in his humidor. <laughs> so. Yeah. If, if, you know, if our humidors are bad, then everything else should have tasted bad too, I think. Um, but yeah, we don't, uh, we don't really have humidity problems, uh, with our humidors and, uh, no. they're not overcrowded or, <clears throat> or anything. Uh, if you are a humidor expert and want to come by and, uh, you know, give us both a free assessment, uh, and pointers, uh, you're more than welcome. But uh, I'm with Mike. I think, I think this is, uh, I mean, it's too early to call it. It's too early to call it. Um, initially, uh, if I weren't doing a podcast, th this one might be one that would just be put out and I'd go grab something else. Um, but because we're doing this for you, the listeners, and we want you to be informed without necessarily having to smoke all of these, uh, we're going to power through for a little bit longer anyway. I am a centimeter in. I'm, I'm past the hump. I am past the hump. That's more than a centimeter. Do you think so? Half an inch maybe? Yeah, it's got to be, the hump has got to, oh, well, the hump on mine is like three quarters, maybe. think so? I'd have to, I have one more in my humidor. Well, go measure. I think I have one more, and uh, I could check it out, I guess, but it feels like it's been an hour. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, anyway, so what are we going to talk about today? Well, I think you should pick what we talk about I today. Oh my yep. God. Well, I've been, you know what? Every time I pick, you say I make you uncomfortable. So. Oh, geez, Nate. Oh, geez, Nate. And it's the same with uh, podcast topics and movies. I mean, I'm sorry you didn't like Brokeback Mountain with me, but you, you didn't want to ride the horsey. Like, like I said, would actually enhance the, um, the movie watching experience. Yeah. The whole projector in the field with the horses, it just didn't work for me. Yeah. Well, the horses were skittish, okay? So that's uh but they're animals. They're not uh, they're not trained. That's true. That's true. We probably should have got trained horses. Might have helped. So, anyway, uh it's today was kind of a momentous day. Did it drop today? The it dropped on, on Friday. Friday. Oh, it dropped on Friday. Okay, so yeah, we're recording this right after Roe versus Wade got uh, uh, scratched. <laughs> no, and, uh, that's not right. Roe versus Wade got aborted. Got aborted. Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. Which, uh, uh, you know, if you've listened to one of our previous podcasts, um, we're both pro Roe v. Wade. Yes. Despite cool. being men. Well, I think it's hilarious. I was watching the news with my parents. I was over there earlier for dinner. And uh, there's states that have the automatic abortion bans. Yep, the a trigger. portion of them are putting What is it pause. called? The trigger laws? The trigger law, yeah. There's a few of them that have put a pause on the trigger law because they never thought it would actually happen. Okay. And they don't, the, the governors don't actually want to close the abortion clinics down. <laughs> Because I think I think initially, like right now, I think there's 13 states where now it's illegal. Something like that. So, 
something like that. I know that in uh, Fargo, they've already raised seven hundred thousand dollars to move the abortion clinic from Fargo to Moorhead, and they're looking for a million. Okay. So, in Minnesota, that'll that'll be the the case for Minnesota. Every highway will have an abortion clinic on whatever town is on the border. Yep. Then all we need to do is legalize weed and we can have uh, abortion clinics right next door to the dispensaries. I know, right? I know. Which is fine. And then yeah. I heard that uh, Justice Thomas opened up his gobstap there and started yapping about how uh, he was open to revoking Miranda rights and he was open to revoking uh, gay marriage legally. And he was and open contraceptives. to uh, contraceptives. Contraceptives, yep. And then I heard some talk about the civil, uh, it was not the Civil Rights Act. There's some other interpretation of the law that they made that made several versus Eagle, uh, uh, Brown versus Board of Education. That's the one. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, which ended segregation, basically. Well, separate but equal. I mean, um, if, they, if they're looking to roll things back, I mean, they certainly have their agenda laid out for them with that, all that stuff, I guess. Um, well, you know, we're coming, I'm, I mean, the 1950s are coming back. Yeah. That's like, it doesn't bother me necessarily personally because I live in Minnesota and, uh, so none of that will affect us personally, <laughs> you know? Like well, not... <laughs> yet. I mean, well, depends on what they do with the contraceptives. The will, no, the state will pass a law that protects contraceptives. I don't know if we might even already have a law in the book. You know, it's possible. Could Minnesota be, yeah. is one of the states that has has legal abortion written into the law. Yeah. So, and uh, I think that the state would have a, Minnesota would have a hell of a time banning contraception because of uh, the state employees unions. I, I don't think that they would take kindly to that. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. I don't know how many states would actually ban contraception. I know that back in the day they did, but that just sounds hard, so. like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I mean, I don't know about any of it. Like none of it should be really like on the, on the docket as it were, but, uh, right. you know, I'm not part of a crazy right wing religious cult. So I'm, right. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not part of Christianity. Yes. I, uh, and I, I'm not under any sort of delusion that the government is there to push my morality forward. No. Because, uh, you know, like I say, the government is not a moral actor. <laughs> it is not a moral actor. It does not decide what's right and wrong for people to do. But I think now it's trying to is the problem because, you know, you can't be for, you know, um, people's personal choices in life. And then say you can't have an abortion, you can't marry the same-sex people, you can't have contraceptives, uh, you can't go to school with black people if you're white or vice versa. Um, On the same note, the government's also trying to, or certain state governments are trying to push uh, some pro-LGBT things onto businesses and things like that in different ways, you know, which I'm not necessarily against being pro gay rights. I'm for gay rights, but at the same time, I don't think that it's the government's place to tell you that you can't be a fucking prick. You know, like it is your right to be an asshole. It's your right to be a worthless person. Yeah, so, there's that. You can and be a scumbag. I think, 
it is a lot. I mean, it can definitely swing too far in both directions. Um, For sure. Uh, so I'm over the hump now. Uh, the tobacco has mellowed out, I think, in my opinion. I don't, I wouldn't go so far to say it's a good smoke, and I wouldn't go so far to say that I taste any cherry whatsoever. I'm over the hump. Um, I would, I would say that the tobacco is not good, but it's no longer yeah. vile. Yes, yep. <laughs> it was uh, vile. It is now it was not good. Terrible. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's good because it's not good. It's still bad. And I taste no cherry whatsoever. No, I think uh, this kind of pains me to say this, uh, but I'd rather smoke that Bin Maduro we had without tequila on it before this one. Absolutely. There is no doubt. I would rather smoke the Bin Maduro with vodka on it. Well, I'd rather smoke that almost all day, every day, but, um, so I love vodka cigars or tequila vodka cigar. Cigars. Oh, vodka cigar vodka, is terrible. Vodka, tequila yeah, cigar. Yeah. yeah tequila cigar yes, is yes. the good stuff. For, um, for those we who, tried with, uh, for those I don't, who don't, I don't know, think we talked uh, about it. Uh, did we not talk about it or did, did we? I don't know. We, I can't we, remember. We were at a party, uh, a while back and, uh, we tried it with a, uh, locally produced vodka on it. And, uh, which is great vodka, by the way. Which is great vodka. Uh, uh, for those of you who live next to a distillery, try out whatever your local uh, alcohol is, because it's probably very good. Yes. Most likely. It's Not necessarily good. on your cigar. I think I think tequila is like the magic, uh, the magic uh, cigar liquor, because the vodka didn't enhance the flavor. And then we had the very bland flavor of the bin maduro and yes. then just just vodka but it kind of like all soaked in um but it didn't do anything to enhance the flavor so it was just like drinking kind of a slow just sipping vodka and drink and uh and having a very bland cigar so it was not ideal no it was unpleasant we might have to try it with some uh whiskey or something uh next time yeah what about um what about like white rum Oh, we could do that. Do some real McCoy. Yeah, you know, and maybe yeah. gin. Uh, gin. I don't know. We'll have to. I think the clear I mean, liquors. Gin would be. I don't know if that with that piney taste would be all that good with it. I'm you not know sure. What I mean, you know I what? Know. If our listeners want us to, <laughs> I don't see why not. We'll just go grab a couple more bin Maduros and we'll set up uh, gin for one, and we'll do uh, white rum, and we'll do whiskey. Uh, I wonder if brandy might be okay. That's generally a little sweeter. Oh, brandy would be great, potentially. Possibly. Get some we thought, we thought vodka would be good, but uh I did it think it. I, I, I like that vodka. It's sweet, that vodka. Yeah, not sweet but, enough. Uh, so, yeah, this is horrible. It's I, not I'm good. I'm not a fan. No. So, yeah, my mom nope. was all psychotic about it. She's a pro-life, kind of, kind of not. Okay, and we're talking Roe v. Wade, not the cigar, Roe v. Wade, yeah, yeah, Roe v. Wade. She uh, worked with uh, lower-income people for her profession. She's retired now, but uh, uh, she's against the whole using abortion as a birth control method because she saw a lot of that in her career, you know, dealing with uh, people who are lower-income. 
Uh, and she oh, and that's kind of what that. it comes down to. Is all the rich people will still get them, um, and oh, the sure. religious and the religious people? Guess what? They'll still get them, uh, but they'll have some kind of uh, story concocted in their head how their abortion doesn't count because they, you know, asked forgiveness from God or God told them to get it or oh, they'll just uh, cover it whatever. up. Yeah, yeah, well, they'll cover it up, up, and there's reports of um, you know Christians saying that that have gotten abortions that said their abortions didn't count. Um, I Is don't that know how like or the why. Born again virgin phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just want my foreskin back. Um, <laughs> I my 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 I will not go into any further detail than to say that my. Uh, Father's family is anti-Catholic traditionally. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> old English stock, as they say. Yes. So, uh, yes, non-religious. <laughs> crazy, uh, you know, it's crazy what um, people normalize under the guise of religion. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, for sure. It's interesting. Uh, that's like the female genital mutilation that was going on in Minnesota a couple of years back. I don't know if they stamped that out or they just stopped talking about it. I don't think I heard about that. Oh yeah, uh, there was, but uh, I don't. Uh, I don't Google female genitalia near as often as Mike does. I guess. No, no, you you probably don't. Uh, but there was a Republican uh, woman uh, senator, state senator, who was trying to ban it. And uh, a bunch of Democrats came out against banning female genital mutilation in the state Senate a couple years ago. It was all crazy. That sounds pretty weird. Yeah, it's when I was I was uh, working in North Dakota, and I was not a resident of the state of Minnesota at the time. So, so what's uh, the um, like why like why um, why female um, genital mutilation like what? Why? Uh, in specifically in Minnesota, it's the Somali population that does it. But, but what, it's I mean, what kind beliefs? Of an African thing. Uh, from my, what I understand, there's like a cultural thing against women getting sexual pleasure in parts of Africa and the Middle East. I thought that was worldwide. Uh, sure. <laughs> I don't think that's worldwide, Nate. I, well, do your do your homework, boys. Is all I'm saying. <clears throat> I don't think I don't think it's worldwide, Nate. I, I've lived in uh, the United States for 30, 30 some years, and uh, and there's all, never been all a women ban on women uh, enjoying sex in the United no, States. No, I was making a joke, like uh, you know, uh, a lot of times men don't uh, don't uh, please their partners. Um, oh well, yeah. Okay, so some uh, so they're anti uh, female pleasure, so that's why they they mutilate all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a, a big movement to ban it in Minnesota, and there was resistance. And then they caught a doctor in Michigan performing the surgery because uh, it's kind of like the whole uh, uh, circumcision thing in the Jewish community where the rabbis do it. Well, like mm -hmm. the local shaman or whatever they call the guy usually does the surgery. And there was a couple doctors that were doing it. And, you know, it blew up there for a quick minute. Yeah, I and think I, they, I they're, they're not, I just Googled this, um, they're not called shaman, they're called uh, cl clippers. <laughs> well, I don't want to like attack shamanic religions either, I just don't know what the term is, so yeah. They're not, 
what are they, clerics? You know, I don't know what they call them. They're not priests. <laughs> yeah. They're um, they're bad, bad people, and they should well, be Well, you know, like, cutting off clitorises has never been a part of the culture that I exist in, so. At least Nor not should the it be. Record. Well, Nor it's should it weird. be. But kind of weird. I mean, it's really fucking weird. Well, it's as weird as circumcision, I guess. Like, if you think uh, about it, the only reason circumcision yeah. isn't weird is because, like, it's been going on for so long. Sure. I mean, that's and they, true. And they, and they do it, you know, uh, before before the any of the men have kind of, like, memory. You know, like, it just happens and you have no say. And uh, Right. And that's I, that. From what I understand, the female, the female uh, clitoris removal can be pretty damaging. Like, beyond what it is to a I man. Sh- I should think, yeah. Yeah, so it's not it's not exactly equivalent, but it, it is in it is intellectually, uh, but it's not in reality. Yeah, but it's pretty fucked up. Like I say, I haven't looked into it for a long time. It doesn't really it's something that directly affects me. I'm definitely uh, against mutilating the genitals of any child. Yeah, uh, how about just like against mutilating anybody? Well, um, you know, I mean. Uh, if the punishment fits the crime, I guess <laughs> I could imagine certain circumstances where somebody would feel. Yeah, okay. Let's just say acceptable. I'm against mutilating anybody for religious purposes. Mm. I, I would agree with that. Uh, us being largely non-religious. Yeah. Like, you know, generally non-religious, at least not extreme religious. So, there we go. I don't think there's ever been a Unitarian uh, female genital mutilator. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, there might be. If uh, there, I, it, you know, I, I don't know. It's kind of like, <laughs> there's a joke that I was told there's never been a Unitarian terrorist, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, except for the, uh, what, the founding fathers. Well, I mean, they weren't terrorists for like the cause of Unitarianism. <laughs> well, no, but they were terrorists in uh, England's eyes. I guess there's always two sides, two viewpoints. Well, they were terrorists who happened to be Unitarians. <laughs> they weren't necessarily because. Oh, now you'll split hairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I devoutly know. I devoutly believe that I don't know exactly what's going on, but I think that it's this. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think I do know what's going on here. I'm, I'm halfway through this um, just atrocity that is this cigar, and it's not improved. Oh. And I and I I'm not getting any cherry. No, I'm getting no cherry. I'm getting very. I'm, I'm acrid. trying to slow it down to like acrid that. tobacco. Yes, this is like a gas station cigar that is not humidified. Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, I mean, maybe they put all their good tobacco into their pipe tobacco and then, you know, anything that doesn't pass muster, they're like, let's just fucking wrap it up and uh, sell it. Maybe. I know that the the pipe tobacco is good. This would be way better if they would have just done a Maduro blunt with the cherry pipe tobacco inside of it. Yeah. Like, you know, this. I think that this would be better if they literally would have done anything other than what they did to it. Yes, this is worse. This is worse than the Bella Vanilla, I think. Yeah, I would. So I would. You know what? 
I would smoke the Battle of Vanilla uh, before this one if, if I absolutely had to. Um, but this one is very much one I will never, ever, ever smoke again. Right. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not good. So do you think, uh, to bring things back, do you think that the people protesting then are justified if most of the states are going to decide on their own? I mean, you know, it's kind of like the state states' rights versus um, federal. Uh, you know, Nate, I'll be honest. I'm of two minds. Uh, the, like, passive-aggressive Minnesotan in me is happy that the Supreme Court is going to roll back human rights. Uh, because I live in Minnesota, and that means that states like Minnesota will get less... Uh, brain drain to shitholes like Texas and people will be more inclined to stay here because they're going to be not subject to being terrorized and harassed by assholes. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? My counterpoint to that is on one hand, it sounds great if you have these places where the laws reflect whatever your beliefs are. Um, and then you actually move to those places but I think in reality, these people aren't going to go and move to places where the laws reflect their desires or their beliefs. And they instead will then not rest until wherever they're living also reflects what their beliefs are. Uh, because I don't think any American really has ever moved in America, any modern American has ever really moved anywhere for their for their beliefs except to Florida because there's no income tax or something. So there's a lot of that tax stuff. I knew a lot of guys that had PO boxes in South Dakota uh, because there you can be a resident and just have a PO box that you check like twice a year. And that was at one time that law you had to physically be in the state two times a year to check your mail. And there's towns there that have more PO boxes than people that live in them. You know, and that's kind of like their business model there. But uh, it's hard to say. People used to do it. I mean, I know it's a, definitely a regression to like the old Green Book days, mm -hmm. uh, which you know what the Green Book is when I reference that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But for, for those our of our listeners that aren't in America and aren't familiar with that, uh, portion of American history. Uh, there's actually a movie that they made about it uh, called The Green Book, and it's got Viggo Mortensen and um, is it, I think it's Mahershala Ali. Um, but The Green Book was a, a travel guide for African Americans, knowing which states and towns and things were friendly to African Americans. Which gas stations even? Which yeah, were, I mean, they, I think they broke it down as, as far as they could, uh, provide yeah. as much detail as they could. Yeah, they'd bring in, they basically have pit stops on highways and Yeah, and the movie like is that. really well done, too. So if you just, uh, if you'd rather not read about it and just kind of watch, um, you know, I thought the movie was well done. But I don't know, I think people who are educated and who have the ability to move may do it. The, of course, the people who are not in a position to move or screwed, which stinks for them. 
Yeah, and like and like we said earlier, um, you know, overturning Roe v. Wade really, really affects the poor people. Yes. And minorities, so. Uh, and those are probably the people that don't have the resources to move. Um, you know, and I just think like, you know, we have a constitutional amendment uh, banning slavery. Yes. And so, you know, why wouldn't we at the federal level have, you know, the utmost freedom of, of people's choices? Well, the, the federal government could pass a law today and make it happen. But they don't, you know. Maybe they will. They only they only pass laws when um, congressmen and things are being uh, being harassed at their homes. <laughs> Potentially, I mean, this is where we get when nationally that you know half the population doesn't even vote. Which I understand that in a lot of ways our elections are held in such a manner that poor people, poorer people, and a lot of working class people can't vote. And I do have a certain amount of quote unquote privilege with that because I do get a four hours paid to go vote. Uh, if I want, if I so choose, I can get paid for four hours to go vote. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of other people are in a position where they also have the time by one means or another, they have the time to vote. Yeah. So, uh, I think, and you might have a, a thing that would be against this, but I think with our voting process here in America, why don't we just do it all online? We pay our taxes online, a good portion of us. Uh, that's secure. Um, every American citizen has a social security number, as we discussed in another episode. Tie it to that, and don't let one social security number vote twice. Um, you there know, could be back... some scamming with that. I think that maybe every state does it differently. Um, I don't usually vote on election day. I just mail in my vote, or I'll vote at the courthouse early. When I lived in North Dakota, I would I would always just vote at the courthouse. Uh, yeah. For our, in this in that state, at least when I lived there for the month before the election, you could go into the courthouse. And they had a whole room set up for it, and you'd go through the line, and you could vote early, uh, right at the courthouse, whatever county you lived in. Yep. So that was pretty convenient as far as that goes. And I did mail-in voting. I ha I haven't actually gone to the polling place to vote in many years. I always yep. vote early or by mail. But uh, again, so, like, that's so then why does uh, why does mail work, but it, you know, internet wouldn't? Like I've never had, I've never had anybody accidentally buy something or hack into my Amazon account and buy a bunch of stuff. I mean, I know it happens, I guess, but, um, you know, with all the secure stuff and then you could have, uh, you know, your public libraries could be voting areas and poor people could come in and vote. I mean, if we really wanted voter participation, that's what we would do, <laughs> but there's a lot of places yeah. where they want to minimize voter participation, not maximize it. And you also have to consider we live in a state where the average turnout is above 70%. So we already have fairly high voter participation here. Yeah. Relative to the average in the in the country, at least. 
you know. Yeah, I think, you uh, know, these nation nationwide um, issues like Roe v. Wade, I'm looking at it more of a nationwide thing. You know, how could you get more people to vote or more people to be, you know, to exercise their right to vote? And if they don't want to, if they can't get to the polling station or if it's too difficult or, you know, whatever other obstacles they have, I mean, if you could do it online through secure portal, I work online. They have like a work VPN that I have to log into. So I don't know why you couldn't have like a voting VPN or, you know, I mean, you could, there's two that elections are run by the States. They're not run by the federal government. So that's always been the case in the United States. So like uh, nationally women were allowed to vote in 1919, I think, or something like that. But in federal elections, women had been voting for 50 years before then. Yeah. Uh, in Western states, because women were allowed the right to vote in Western states, in many of them at least. And so they, women were voting for president in the 1880s, uh, just not nationwide, you know. Yeah. But aren't these voting machines, like, aren't they fairly expensive and, like, to maintain them and, and, uh, oh, I don't yes. know, update oh, if you, whatever. If you ask Mike Lindell, they're not safe either. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you ask, if you ask Trump, like, it doesn't matter how many times you push the Trump button, like, the Biden one lights up. So, right. 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 So, uh, and there's the, you know, I don't know. And, you know yeah. I mean, I feel like stuff. if one, one or two states implemented, you know, online voting, it wouldn't be too, too long before other states did, uh, you know, maybe not Texas, but uh, other states that might want more voter turnout. Um, but maybe not because there are a few states that do the stacked ranked voting um, and not all states do that. And we don't do that for president either. So. Right. Well, like when I was living in Minot, uh, I always voted early at the courthouse, but North Hill one year ran out of ballots. So once they hit their ballot number they had on hand, then nobody else got to vote for that day. Okay. And they had hundreds of people who didn't cast a vote because they quote unquote ran out of ballots for people to cast. You know, there's a way to control it. A lot of the local people, the people running the local elections are ultimately the ones in control. And yeah. there's a number of methods for them to manipulate it. Uh, not having ballots on hand for people to use is one way. <laughs> yeah. Don't look in our dumpster. Don't look in our dumpster. But uh, we right. ran out of ballots today. Oh, my buddy uh, couldn't vote in that election. And he waited in line for four hours because <laughs> they were going to get more ballots from a oh, different geez. part of town. And they just never came. <laughs> Uh, he was not happy. He was not impressed. <laughs> yep. Uh, so. so real, real quick, because um, I'm like dangerously close to getting this cigar as far away from me as possible. Uh, uh, there's been some call for expanding the Supreme Court. Sure. Um, and that's. Uh, and I and that's happened in the past, from what I've heard, and I yes. haven't really looked into it. Um, but if you understand it, yes, um, I, I have some understanding. And that's basically uh, they would just that 
by adding more seats uh, to the Supreme Court, that would allow the current president, Biden, to put in more liberally leaning justices, correct? Uh, well, theoretically, yes. Uh, I'm more cynical than that, but uh, whoever the sitting president is, if they were to expand the court, would be the one to nominate, and then the Senate would have to approve. Yeah, they'd still have to go uh, through the, the uh, nomination process or the vetting right. process. Right. Uh, which would only mean that there'd be more conservatives on the court at this point, because yeah. uh, Biden is the last Dixiecrat in the government who was opposed to desegregation back in the day. He's extremely conservative, uh, has come out as opposed to abortion in the past. Uh, this president is not going to do that. Uh, there was talks during the Obama administration of doing that, but he was against that as well uh, because he was uh, as much as the rhetoric would make you believe otherwise, he was also a very conservative president. Uh, so uh, th that's not really a realistic uh, strategy at this point in time. The last time it was seriously considered was when FDR was president because the Supreme Court at that time was blocking the early New Deal programs. So he uh, threatened them to expand it to 15 justices from nine back then. And uh, they basically laid down and did what he told them to do then. Uh, but we had a competent uh, president who had an agenda that was popular. So that was a totally different uh, environment than we're currently in. Yeah. Whether in hindsight, a lot of people like to poo poo on FDR, the New Deal, but at the time it was incredibly popular. And you know what's not incredibly popular is this cigar. And I was letting it sit and it went out, and I'm just, I'm not going to relight it. And I've See, got I'm probably... on the last inch here. Okay. And uh, the horrid, acrid taste has gone away. It is now basically just a flavorless uh, stick of cancer in my mouth. And uh, I'm taking no joy. It's just no longer openly offensive. Yes. Well, <laughs> that's not enough of a uh, recommendation for me to relight this or try and do anything else with it. So I believe that's it for this episode. Awesome. I'm tossing okay. it in the ashtray. <laughs> I was going to say, unless you want to really get down down to it and get your roach clip and smoke every last uh, bit. But, no, um, I had like an inch, inch and a quarter left, so there was plenty left if it was good. Yeah, I had, but, uh, uh, let's see, it's about uh, maybe two, two and a quarter uh, inches left, and it's just <laughs> a knot. <laughs> Out of a four-inch cigar, you had two inches left, and you're giving it up? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't do it. I can't, and I won't do it. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> this one is a hard pass from me. Um, oh man, hard pass. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I heartily recommend the Cult Blood Moon uh, pipe tobacco. Uh, if you can find it, it's always sold out everywhere. Uh, very popular. Uh, and uh, I heartily recommend anything other than this cigar. Yeah, it's wretched. <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll pick you up next time. Toodles.